0: The Business Buzz Podcast. Listen to The Business Buzz every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Only, only. on Bauer FM.
1: The time has just gone by, it is one minute after 6pm and this is the Business Buzz right here on VOW FM 88.1. My name is Bria Mob Justice Kawaz and I will be taking you until about 7pm. This marks our first show for the year of 2018 and we hope that all of you had a beautiful festive season and a New Year and January and you got out of that disease and now you're in February and for everyone that's uh, starting school at Vits, uh, welcome. Other Otherwise, uh, this is that show where we give you a roundup of the business and economics news and tell you how the world is affecting your pocket and how your pocket is affecting the world. So for today, we're going to be giving you a show that's around something that uh, over the last two months has been making big news. Whether you are a business person or not, you would you would have to be sleeping underneath uh, the biggest rock in the world if you did not hear about Bit coin and one of the things that you are hearing about bitcoin is bitcoin minted a lot of new millionaires in the last two months and we're going to be talking about that so we're going to be talking around the issue of cryptocurrencies and the blockchain that supports these currencies so just out of interest as of today today is the 8th of february 2018 there are 1510 I repeat 1510 cryptocurrencies online and around the world this is according to uh, coinmarketcap.com and by market capitalization bitcoin is currently uh, the largest in terms of the uh, in terms of the cryptocurrencies at the moment followed by ethereum ripple bitcoin cash uh, cardano and litecoin so that's the show for today we're going to be having some interesting guests who are going to be in studio with us talking about these and other issues around uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Coming up also in the uh, the next few minutes we're going to be giving you our business wrap and for today we've got uh, Desiree who is coming in from uh, BDO who's going to be giving us our roundup of the markets and then for today we're going to be giving you a new feature uh, called the Buffalo Index and uh, new year, new things and that's how we're starting it off. Otherwise make sure you hit us up on social media. We are available on Facebook that's Voice of Viz or Vow FM and then we have our own page that's The Business Buzz. On Twitter you can find us that's at Vow FM and then our hashtag is hashtag Business buzz. Also find us on WhatsApp that's 0840784912, and you can also stream us live that's Vow Podcasts of The Business Buzz show are available on journalism.co.za Make sure you keep it logged. This is The Business Buzz on Vow FM 88.1.
0: The,
1: the Business Buzz. The Business Buzz. We are live right here on Vow FM 88.1. We are talking cryptocurrencies today, but before we get into all that, we have Desiree Raguibeau, who is a financial planner with BDO Wealth Advisors, on the line for the Business Wrap. The Business Wrap is that part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's trending business and economics news. How are you, Desiree?
2: Hi, good evening, Mudiwa. I'm
1: well. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, this is our first show for the year, and we uh, it's, be, it's been about three months uh, since we last heard uh, a business rap right here on the Business Buzz. Um, how are our markets looking at the moment in South Africa, Des? yeah so I think uh,
2: since the last time we spoke, there's a lot been happening. And I think let's, let's touch on... Um, the strength of the RAND, let's talk about that. When we spoke in November, um, RAND was trading at at around, I think it was 14.20 to the dollar. And there's been just a lot of strengthening happening over the last three months, Um, especially in December when it picked up, you know, with with the new um, election of of, uh, Cyril Ramaphosa as the ANC leader. So, yeah, so we've seen a lot of strengthening. Currently, we're trading at around, um, I think, just about 12 to the to the dollar.
1: Des, I think, uh, as you mentioned just now, one of the simplest issues that people have attributed to the strengthening of the rand was Cyril Ramaphosa's election uh, election as the ANC president. But over the last uh, couple of months, uh, if anyone who tunes into the local news will see that there's been there's a lot of uh, turmoil going on politically. So, what's actually been keeping um, the rand at this? Uh, because it's been playing around in the to sort of 11.80 to 12.20 sort of range. What's kept the strength Mm -hmm. going uh, despite everything else that's going on?
2: Yeah, so I think the main factor was definitely, you know, the new leadership, uh, the positive investor sentiment that was coming through uh, based on on that. And one of the other drivers, I think, has been that uh, we've been able to avert uh, a further credit rating downgrade. I think that's played uh, a part in in the in the rand strength. So it's it's less likely that, that we will have a further credit rating by um, by one of the ratings uh, agencies, which is Moody's, S and P, and Fitch, downgraded us last year to junk status. Um, the other thing, um, the other factor is definitely the the dollar's weakness. Yeah. So that's also played its part in, in our end strength. Yeah.
1: And then I guess uh moving moving forwards, how are the markets? I think uh of late we've been hearing a lot about uh, the US markets. Uh they seem to be dominating our news.
2: What's going on with that? Yeah, there's just so much volatility going on there. Um and, and it started off in the US, so we've seen US stock prices fall over the last week and I don't know whether to call it a a correction because that market's just been running away uh, or or has it been a market crash but with that uh, those falling prices was followed by other emerging markets uh, Asian markets and then the JSC all share uh, which was down about 7% since its January high so from a market point of view worldwide and locally we've we've seen a correction
1: and then uh, in terms of uh, the local markets going forward are there any any events that we should be looking out for because in uh, previously just now when we were talking about the rand you were talking about how mm-hmm. we are expecting um a ratings call in the in the coming months uh in terms of the markets is there anything that the market is looking at in the next maybe a month or two that could impact um the level of the JSC? Yes
2: you know markets markets like it, it like stability. so right now um, in the last few days you know we've seen sell-off in the market yesterday was a bit positive but right now I think it's waiting to see what's going to happen in the political sphere. so wait to? Um, and then and then a call will be made. a lot of it has been priced in to a certain extent but I think I think we will stabilize in the next week or two once we once we get clarity on on how we stand um or how our government stands going forward
1: and then i think the other thing that's uh, happened of late i think uh people that are pouring fuel at the pump would have noticed a bit of a yeah. a bit of a price difference in the last couple of days what's going on here yeah that was
2: very welcome. welcomed by all of us um <laughs> Petrol, so the price reduced by 30 cents on, on Tuesday midnight, that taking us to 1412 um, per litre. And yeah, one of the reasons for that was, was definitely the strong rent. Um and, and you know, with last year I think we had a number of, it was definitely more than three uh, petrol price increases, and we really felt you know, uh, the brunt of that. Now, with with the stronger RAND, it's so positive because we have been, we have now first, you know, we've had this um, reduction in in the petrol price. But in saying that, and depending on on how the the RAND holds itself going forward, we must also just bear in mind that we have the budget coming up um, towards the end of Feb. And, normally, you know, the Minister of Finance looks to increasing the fuel levy and the road accident fund levy, so that also has an impact on the fuel price. Now, I know that that is quite sensitive because of the number of increases in in the petrol price that we had last year, so he may um, not consider a huge increase, but I definitely think we have to keep that in mind and, um, you know... Even with the RAND strength, we we may find that we're not going to have another reduction in in petrol price uh, shortly.
1: Thank you so much for the market wrap, Des. Pleasure. Thanks, Madiwa. So that's us in terms of our business As you heard, uh, we were talking Firstly about the fact that the RAND Has actually strengthened quite a bit in the last Couple of months, a lot of it being Attributed to the uh, change In leadership in the ANC together with The weakening of the US dollar And then we moved on to how uh, There's been a lot of volatility on the Markets and the JSC is actually uh, Trading 7% Lower than its all time high Which it experienced in the last two months And then lastly we spoke about the oil price and how the price of fuel actually came down this week at the pump, which was a welcome, uh, which was a welcome development for many motorists in South Africa. So that's it. The business wrap is done. On the other side of this, we get into the Buffalo Index.
0: More justice on the business buzz. We're live
1: right here on The Business Buzz, we are talking cryptocurrencies, but right now it's time for us to get into our Buffalo Index. And this is the first time that we're doing this and basically what we're doing with our Buffalo Index is we're giving you some news about the state of your 100 Rand right now. And since we are talking cryptocurrencies, we just went out there and we did some research and we found, when we found out how much Bitcoin, for example, can your 100 Rand get you. And if I, I'm going to I'm going to spew out some numbers that might or might not make sense to people out there in the world, but 100 rand today on the 8th of February 2018 will get you 0.000, 000 that's three zeros, 0. 000 0.00097917 bitcoin. Um, roughly translated, that's about one ten thousandth of a bitcoin. I don't know whether that really means anything to anyone, but. That's that's what 100 rand will get you. But we're also looking at what other cryptocurrencies are out there. And in terms of Ethereum, which is the second uh, biggest uh, cryptocurrency in terms of market capitalization, we found that um, you've got one less zero and you're looking at 0009 of that particular coin But what does this mean in the real world Index if we were to compare this With other currencies that are Not cryptocurrencies 100 Rand at the Moment will get you about 12 Rand uh, around uh, Around 12 dollars uh, Sorry uh, at the moment It will get you about 8 dollars 30 and it will get you 6.75 uh, 6, uh, Euro and about 5 pounds 91 cents So that's what your 100 Rand will get you next week we'll be we'll be dealing with numbers that are a bit more fair but otherwise that's it in terms of the buffalo index for today Uh, tell us what you think about this would you spend a hundred rand on bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency and if so uh do you do do you feel like it would be a worthy investment tell us what you think on the other side of this we get into our main topic for today this is the business buzz
0: Listen to the Business Fast Podcast on www.journalism.co.za.
1: Today we're talking cryptocurrencies on The Business Buzz, but uh, remember that you can join in the conversation. We are available on social media. On Facebook, we are VALFM or Voice of Fitz, and we also have our own Facebook page, that's The Business Buzz. On Twitter, we're at VALFM. Our hashtag is hashtag Business buzz, and you can find us on WhatsApp as well. That's 0840784912, and then you can also stream us live on VALFM.co.za. Remember, as well, that podcasts of the Business Buzz show will be available on journalism.co.za. So getting into it, our main topic for today, we're talking cryptocurrencies. Uh, If you don't know what a cryptocurrency is, that's what Bitcoin is right bitcoin is bitcoin is a cryptocurrency and if i'm going to get a bit academic for a moment a cryptocurrency is a digital asset designed to work as a medium of exchange that uses cryptography to secure its transactions to control the creation of additional units and to verify the transfer of assets cryptocurrencies are a form of digital currency alternative currency and virtual currency Cryptocurrency are also decentralized control as opposed to centralized electronic money and central banking systems. So that's it in terms of what is cryptocurrency from an academic point of view. Right now if you were to go to If you were to go online and just check the market capitalization of the various uh, cryptocurrencies out there right now, you'll find that the biggest at the moment is Bitcoin. uh, That's valued at around 141, uh, 142, sorry, a billion dollars, which is roughly uh, about 1.3 trillion. Rand about and then ethereum is coming in at 81 billion dollars and then the third is ripple at 30 billion dollars. So for today, we are unpacking. What is cryptocurrency? What is this Bitcoin that everyone seems to be going crazy about and for uh, for us to start with we have uh, Nadia Dahud who is in studio with us from uh, the crypto school Which is a South African based startup that specializes in educating the general public on cryptocurrencies and the blockchain technology Nadia is a natural science final uh, final year students a computer and programming fundi with a strong understanding in the financial and tech markets my guest in studio today uh, as I said Nadia actually tells me that he had the inkling to buy Bitcoin at 15 years old yeah Uh, Unfortunately, my mom wasn't so keen.
3: (laughs) And at 15, you don't really have the FICA documents. So
1: So let's start with this. In terms of uh, cryptocurrencies, we've already given that academic definition um, at the start of this. How, for the normal person out there, what is cryptocurrency? And how have they actually evolved over the years?
3: So cryptocurrency, for the layman, is basically a digital currency, yeah. another form of digital currency, The if I had to break down the etymology of it, crypto coming from cryptography, yeah. and that is basically what secures all the transactions mm. happening on the system. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's what separates cri- cryptocurrency to traditional digital currencies like uh, maybe PayPal, which if we look at the evolution of digital currencies, we had PayPal, Bcash, a whole lot of currencies before this, but mm. cryptocurrency is the first one that we can truly believe is secure.
1: Mm. And I think, for us to really get into this discussion, we have to address something that um is in the news quite a bit because we know that um especially in December we saw that we saw the price of bitcoin skyrocketing. I think at some point it was I think seventeen thousand dollars for for one bitcoin, and one of the things that we would love to at least debunk at the moment is do you feel that Bitcoin is currently in a bubble?
3: Yes and no. Uh, The thing is, it has all the telltale signs of a bubble. When the average man on the street is buying something he doesn't understand, yeah. So that's what we saw in the Netherlands years ago with tulips. Guys never understood why this value was attributed to a tulip was Mm. buying a tulip, and that's what caused the bubble. I mean, at the time, a tulip costed something like the average man's yearly salary, yeah, which is crazy. Bitcoin isn't even that bad. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, it has all the signs of a. Uh, bubble, and if you do believe a bubble, it's a bubble. Um, why not short it? You know, take a short position, which is basically um, you you borrow it and sell it at a later stage. So if it goes down, you make money. Yeah. So I mean, that's a bit subjective. Yeah. But personally, I do believe it's it was in a bubble. It may be stabilizing now, but. It's up to each individual to decide that
1: okay so it's a it's a depends you know kind of kind of and
3: and regardless of whether it is or isn't a bubble if you're looking to make money from it if you think it's going to go down there's still a way to make money from it
1: okay so you're one of the co-founders of uh, crypto school and uh, you guys are in the business of actually um giving lessons and workshops around the issue of uh cryptocurrencies and how people should be getting into the market and investing in this firstly what actually uh, brought about the decision to start the school as opposed to uh, why choose why why teach people to trade As opposed to starting a trading firm, I don't know what was what prompted you guys to do this. Um, yeah, that's a question. I'm not even sure
3: (laughs) the (laughs) answer to. But um, yeah, about a year ago, a lot of people asked me how do I invest in Bitcoin. Yeah. Because I, I mean, it was this novel thing. I told my friends about, and I started getting annoyed. But so I uploaded a video on on my YouTube channel. Yeah. At the time, uh, Bitcoin was around fifteen thousand rand. Yeah. So. That's kind of started my educational journey. Yes. I thought that it got a lot of traction. Yeah. And um, I said, I mean, there's a lot of people that want to know how to do this, and a lot of people that's going to lose their money. Mm. Like we saw in 2008, people lost their pension money. Yep. And, yeah, I mean, I guess the ethical part of me.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, that, that bit of empathy came out. Yeah. So, I, I I mean, yeah, we are a profitable business, but we do teach uh, Bitcoin, other cryptocurrencies, and the underlying technology. Yeah. Uh, which is the blockchain.
1: Yeah. So how do you guys actually choose or how do you structure uh, the courses and how do you choose what to teach, what not to teach, or how to teach it? Because I can imagine that this is a very technical subject because not only are you dealing with issues of finance and the economy, but you're also dealing with a lot of uh, technology and programming language and all of that stuff. How do you guys actually break it down and how do you structure your courses?
3: Um. Yeah, so... We started just under a year ago, and uh, w- when we first started, it was a bit difficult to know what the other people don't know, what yeah. the people we're teaching to. So we've revised our book, our course, again and again, Yeah. and I think we've hit the sweet spot with it, where I teach the mathematics and the science, the magic behind the technology, yeah. and my partner, Riman, he teaches the markets how to buy, how to sell, what to buy and what to sell. Yeah. Um, if you look at our book uh, in front of you there, it's mostly cartoon illustrations so we try to teach we we make it simple enough so that anyone can understand it whether you have a degree in economics or whether you housewife mm. with disrespect housewife.
1: <laughs> so in your teachings what have you found to be some of the biggest misconceptions about around cryptocurrencies around Bitcoin around the trading of cryptocurrencies uh, from the so people that actually attend your courses and the people you're teaching or why, what are what are the knowledge gaps like um, the big thing
3: is that people think that the growth is exponential yeah uh, which, which I mean it, it if you, you it can't be exponential and be extrapolated infinitely. Uh so people are like, Yeah, take my money and give me back more money. Unfortunately it doesn't work that way. There is a risk <laughs> involved. And we try to teach people the bare minimum that they need to know about the technology and other currencies yeah. so that they can invest themselves. Mm. Um I mean it it would be nice to just take people's money and give them more money back, but uh that's the job for hedge fund manager it's uh it's not what we were willing to go into
1: yeah so do you do you, do you get complaints you know when some people say but i've applied what you what you guys said to me but i'm not making any money you know what do you guys say to those those types of people um
3: thankfully to date we haven't gotten any complaints okay. <laughs> um we did however in
1: our last
3: uh course last workshop uh two weeks ago we displayed one of the arbitrage models we were working on yeah um And the company liked it so much that they actually bought it from us last week, Friday. Okay. Um, Abhutraj, for the listeners, if they don't know, is uh, finding uh, inefficiencies in markets and exploiting them.
1: Okay. Okay. That's actually actually very cool. So in terms of the workshops, when do they happen and how big are your classes generally? Um, We try to keep them. Up
3: to a maximum of ten people per workshop, so that it can be intimate, one-on-one. They can ask questions. It's it's more of a workshop, not just a lecture. Yeah. Um, the next one is happening on the seventeenth of uh, Feb. It's in Santan City. Yeah. At uh, Uprise Markets. It's yeah. On the banking floor. Um, typically they happen once a month.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah. Okay. Okay. And then now we need to get sort of into sort of like a like a policy debate because one of the things that is coming out a lot about uh regulation right because i want to hear what you have to say uh we have some we have uh our next set of gears are actually trading you know i want to hear the different views on this particular issue about regulation because if we're going to say that Cryptocurrency, let's let's use Ethereum and let's use uh, Bitcoin as an example. If we're saying that these are currencies, right? Yeah. Currency markets for the most part remain sort of an unregulated space, right? Which is why at almost any time of day, you can get a live reading of what the US dollar is to the rent because these things don't sleep. They don't go to bed, right? People are trading sort of around the clock, right? Should we be regulating Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies uh to the extent that people want if we haven't uh, regulated normal currency markets as much
3: yeah um I get what you're saying that they aren't regulated as intensely yeah but there is a fair bit of regulation mm-hmm. on normal currencies for example um every individual gets a million rand worth of mm well rans to um send overseas that's their discretionary amount um in terms of regulation i think that differs from each country um so we saw uh, about a week ago russia said that they are considering regulating it because uh, terrorists well it can be used <laughs> for terrorism which was a major issue in the early days of uh, cryptocurrencies yeah banks complained that no it's being used on the dark web and people are buying organs and uh, hitmen which basically halted its growth um so at the end of the day, uh, countries need to consider the cost of regulation mm. as with any uh, form of regulation. Um, yeah, and it, it differs from country to country. So if they feel that it can benefit their country, then, yeah, they could regulate it. Mm. If they feel it's not worth regulating, then, I mean, leave it as a free market.
1: Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, so in, if you're a policymaker, would you regulate the use of the use of cryptocurrencies, or would you regulate the trading?
3: I'd, I do what the South African Reserve Bank is doing at the moment. Yeah. So they're working with uh Laurie and Gamarov. Yeah. To sandbox test uh, what's he called a Banky Moon? That's his company. Uh, so they want to fully understand the extent of what this technology can do before they take a stance on whether to regulate it or not. Yeah uh yeah so likewise i would like to see where it's going to play out and maybe from there decide whether to regulate it or not because regulation is a long tedious and expensive process
1: yeah okay lastly at the crypto school you say that we not only want to teach cryptocurrencies but wish to equip people with the tools to invest wise and smart what does this mean for you guys so investment
3: is not always monetary yeah uh we went to an audit firm a couple of weeks ago and we show them how the underlying technology can be used to trace the audit trails back yeah so i mean if we go into a bank we can show a bank how the blockchain can affect their business mm. so instead of just investing in the monetary gain we are trying to show business how they can use this new technology to adapt their business mm. and i mean in business it's adapt or die so <laughs> uh, the, the the underlying technology has endless use cases yeah uh and we're trying to open people's minds up to this paradigm shift it's almost like trying to explain to people why is the internet i mean two years ago explaining to people why the internet will change your business
1: okay okay so you you feel that the blockchain in itself has potential to actually uh disrupts a lot of the way in which we are currently operating and doing business and all of that yes stuff. definitely
3: um I always use the analogy that Bitcoin is basically the world wide web where yeah. your Facebook and YouTube sit but blockchain is the internet it's that network yeah so it is a major revolution for us
1: mm, mm, mm. Thank you so much. That was us talking to Nadia Dahu, who is a co-founder with the Crypto School. He's just given us a bit of an understanding of how crypto, what cryptocurrencies are, and how they actually operate and function. So, thank you so much to. Uh, where can people find you guys uh, if they want to get in touch with them? Um,
3: they can visit our website. It's uh, Crypto School. Yeah. Dot. Uh, we have an Instagram page, Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, YouTube we are on all the social networks
1: okay cool so that's it from that side on the other side of this we're gonna go more into you know sort of the actual trading of cryptocurrencies on the other side of this keep it locked this is the the business buzz So yes, we are talking cryptocurrencies right here on The Business Buzz and right now we just came from giving you a bit of uh, sort of an understanding of what cryptocurrencies are, how they actually operate and some of the philosophy that goes into them. But right now we're sort of switching over more uh, to the trading side of things and uh, how people can actually get more into the actual market and right now I'm joined in studio. I uh, got uh, I've got uh, Tim uh, who is uh, from Speckle right <laughs> uh, Tim Van Royen who is from Speckle w- what do you guys
4: are uh, specializing in and what do you guys do so we are primarily a news and information yeah and we also provide education so our news and information is what's happening in the world of crypto and in the space of the different cryptocurrencies what is hot and happening and then the different we're going to interview blockchain startups in an African context yep. what we really want to do is bring blockchain technology to South Africa and Africa as a whole yeah. it's a new technology in Europe and America and Japan and China it's massive it's it's exploding there and there's a lot of companies making real world use cases of it not so much here. it's new there are people who are very interested Interesting in fact South Africa google's bitcoin more than any other country in the world yeah so We really want to bring it into a South African context, find out what's happening, if there's people building applications in the space, as well as to empower people through education. Yeah. There's so many people asking when to buy, when to sell, too few people asking what is blockchain. Yeah. So we really want to empower people through educating them and providing them with the information they need to be effective traders. Okay.
1: I need to ask a sort of like a fundamental question before we actually get into it. You guys actually describe yourselves as being a financial tech startup specializing in all things blockchain and, and uh, crypto, uh, cryptocurrency in Africa. What actually do you think is the bedrock when it, when it comes to cryptocurrencies and all of that stuff? Or is it more the money side? Or is it more sort of the technology? Because you hear companies like Uber. Uber says that they are not a taxi company. They are not a ride-sharing company. They consider themselves to be a technology company, right? So from your point of view, when we're looking at the issue of cryptocurrencies all of that stuff, what do you think is actually more important? Is it the, the finances or is it the technology?
4: So I'm a firm believer in the technology <laughs> over the currencies. Yeah. I first got interested in it because I saw the tech and I was like, this is going to change the game. Mm. The fact that you had an imputable ledger that was time-stamped. the applications were endless. I mean, you can think of voting or loans or anything that's traditional finance built on this would just be better. Yeah. So that's why I said that there's too many people asking when to buy and when to sell as opposed to what is blockchain. Mm. Following the analogy mentioned earlier, what is more valuable, the websites or, that are on the internet or mm. the internet itself? So. So I think the technology is far more valuable than the currency. Mm. And I think that's actually the biggest challenge and problem with the whole world of cryptocurrency at the moment is people are honestly just looking to make a quick buck. Yeah. If you're looking to make a quick buck, then you're going against the ethos of what what it got started with. Mm. The person who created Bitcoin, Satoshi Nakamoto, he he created it and he gave it to the world and he disappeared. <laughs> I mean, t- do you need I say more? I mean, yeah. he gifted the world with this amazing technology. Yeah. And it's decentralized. It's meant to disempower the traditional systems of banking and governments. I mean, especially in Africa, we look at all these institutions and do we really trust them all? Yeah. There's a, a huge, like, judgment on all of them. And through blockchain, we trust is guaranteed through maths. Yeah and so i'm definitely a firm believer of the technology over the currencies okay
1: uh, so, sorry i just need to touch because you keep saying these things and i um, i keep getting interested do you feel like um blockchain and the cryptocurrencies are sort of a proxy or um how can i put this like an index that shows how people are not trusting formal institutions because you've just brought up the issue of trust and how uh, the blockchain ensures trust. Do you feel like people, people are investing in Bitcoin as a sign that they aren't trusting the traditional systems?
4: I think it's partly that, yes. So there are a lot of tech savvy young people who are investing in Bitcoin. I think part of it is because we don't trust traditional systems and another part of it is that we are looking for higher returns. This is where the currency comes in to play traditional means of investing i mean you look back at our parents you know get a good job get your pension you know retire and well done you set for life life is expensive now people aren't buying houses they're renting so people are looking at alternative investment means to look at higher returns Mm. so they don't trust traditional means and they're looking at this new technology that is a global phenomenon it's not just local it's it's across all countries so people are looking at it as an alternative Mm. partly trust and partly because of the returns Mm.
1: Coming back to the issue of cryptocurrencies, what does the actual landscape look like? Because we've already uh, spoken a little bit about um, where Bitcoin started in our previous interview. But what is it looking like right now? Because we keep hearing about Bitcoin, but we know it's not the only uh, currency out there. Um, what, what, What does the landscape actually look like now?
4: Sadly, there's a lot of rubbish out there, I'll be honest with you. Um, there are probably about 2,000 cryptocurrencies out there in the, uh, at the we,
1: moment. A- we actually had a number at the start of the show um, yeah. because we researched this. 1,510.
4: Okay, yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, so there's it depends on what you define. I mean, there's someone could make a token on Ethereum and it's still a cryptocurrency, but yeah. it's not listed on any exchange. Yeah. CoinMarketCap doesn't follow it. Mm. Um, the landscape I would describe is you get multiple different things. You either get payment systems, such uh-huh. as Bitcoin, uh, or you get platforms such as Ethereum or NEO, and then you get dApps. They're decentralized applications. So uh-huh. what dApps are, are applications built on the platforms. Uh-huh. So for instance, Ethereum is the most popular one. Anything built on Ethereum is considered an ERC-20 token, uh-huh. and that could be any application. Like a website is built on the internet, and a dApp is built on the blockchain, and uh-huh. they make use of Ethereum's blockchain.
1: Okay, so what's been your experience like actually operating in this market with the startup? We understand that um... having a startup in any industry is always very challenging, but I can imagine that when you're now dealing in a complex market with a complex technology, that must be quite an interesting recipe for a, for a young <laughs> business person. So
4: Speckle has evolved drastically <laughs> since it's, its beginning. I mean. A traditionally like in the beginning people kept going can i give you money can i give you money and speckle we wanted to be asset managers we want to create a fund uh, unfortunately we realized you need an fsp for that and we couldn't afford one yeah. let alone have the connections to get one so being a startup in this space has been very interesting we like i said we've developed and we, that's why we turned to education empowering people if we can't manage people's money ourselves let's empower them to do it themselves Yeah. so and i'm all for giving people the power in their own hands I found this space actually amazing to have a startup in. Everyone's there willing to give a helping hand. Everyone wants to grow this space. There's, no, there's not a lot of competition. You know, you could view as your previous interview and us as a competition, but I don't. I, I view us as going together in the greater goal of widespread blockchain adoption. Mm. So being, it's been challenging um, for viewers out there. We are busy working on something other than our news and information portal.
1: Yeah.
4: Um, To summarize it, I plan to replace banks. Oh, wow. So that's been quite exciting. And that's where the FinTech part of our company comes from. So that's been exciting, very challenging. I have a day job as well. (laughs) So to manage the time has been quite tough. But I would just say I love the community response in this world. Everyone's there willing to just help a hand. And if there are any other blockchain startups up there, give us a call. We'd love to have you on, give you an interview promote your brand as whole. Like I said, I'm, I'm willing to promote everything blockchain related in Africa. Yeah. I want it to boom here. I think it can truly change the world. I think that's a nice segue to actually uh, the role of cryptocurrency on the on
1: the African continent or in the South African context. Or why, why, what does the market look like in South Africa? Um, are people actually starting currencies uh, locally, or are we trading the ones that are being made overseas? And then that's the first thing. And then the second thing is. Are people really responding that much to cryptocurrencies in africa or is all the hype sort of made up in the news
4: i think it's one of the fastest growing places in the world okay i mean like i mentioned earlier south africa google's bitcoin more than anyone there's definitely a high interest here mm. i think people are just very skeptical yeah which i think is a direct result of a misunderstanding of the technology mm. i think if you can educate people and empower them and get them to understand the true value of blockchain they become more comfortable in investing in blockchain funny enough i think africa is the most applicable place for blockchain okay we traditionally don't have very trustworthy governments um <laughs> just going to put it out there yeah. people want new we need the power in the people's hands yeah that's that's what africa we need to put the power back in africans hands and i think blockchain is the perfect way to do that yeah so as for currencies i am aware that there is one currency in south africa the name escapes me okay but mostly people trade the currencies that are foreign the biggest exchange currently is luno there's also altcoin trader and ictx mm. luno at one point was almost trading a billion rand a day oh wow so i would say it's growing up after the recent crash it's obviously decreased quite a bit yeah but i think in this especially 2018 we'll see greater adoption in the how, country
1: how do you feel about the, the the volatility of bitcoin because i think that's the one characteristic of bitcoin that it's the most famous about uh, the fact that it tends to go up and down previously we we're actually talking in the previous interview about how um, i think it hit a high of about was it seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars $18,000? I can't remember yeah. what the actual numbers 17,
4: were. $17,000, $18,000, 300000 rand.
1: Yeah, and right now, today, it's sitting at around, I think it's 8,000, uh, 8.8 8 somewhere there, yeah. which means it's lost like 50% of its value just like that. How do you
4: feel about trading in such a market? So, I think I'm training my heart to not have a heart attack one day, definitely, so I think if you get into crypto, you must just accept the volatility that is I tell people don't invest money that you're not willing to lose. This is a volatile market. don't be silly. you get hear of guys taking out their home loans and putting in crypto and then losing everything that's like they deserve to lose it don't don't be silly yeah. uh, um it is a volatile market <laughs> it's unregulated. Yeah. That's a big part of why it's so volatile. I think it's just something that comes with investments. Um, but I think it's it's manageable. Uh, for us who, of those who got in there very early, we it's a long long, long, long way down before we in the negative. Uh-huh. But it's something you have to accept and manage manage your risk, risk first reward. Mm-hmm. That's what investing is about. You've just brought up the issue of regulation
1: And we asked our previous guest And I'd love to hear your take on The issue of uh, regulation Especially uh, just from uh, If we're going to call this a currency Right, should we be imposing uh, The traditional um, regulations that are there, uh, because uh, the currency markets tend to seem to be we seem to work in two different ways. Um, that you've got regulation that comes from the central bank, but at the same time, on an international scale, uh, a person in Shanghai is easily able to buy a rand from South Africa and vice versa. So, from those two planes, do you feel like the currency that uh, the cryptocurrencies should remain unregulated, or should we come in or should policy makers come in some
4: way? Well good luck to them yeah. I'll just say that <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a very hard thing to regulate Yeah, I think in some sense regulation would be good Yeah, because there are a lot of whales as we call them guys with lots and lots of money out there mm-hmm. who are just riding the wave and manipulating the markets and that for me goes against the entire ethos of what blockchain was developed for you can't we wanted to get away from a, a centralized control we wanted to get away from banks and governments who who just control the flow of money in the world so in that sense i think there should be regulation in controlling how much people like it's called pump and dumps they yeah. pump up a coin and then they dump it and the little mm-hmm. man always loses there. so in that sense i do think it's going to be regulated and it, it would be a good thing but generally speaking, no, I'm, I'm not for regulations. Okay. I think this is our way for to develop a global economy yeah. and to join people regardless of borders. Um, why, why regulate it? We don't need a government, we don't need banks.
1: Last question. Do you feel that uh, a, a coin like, uh, like Ripple or, Ether, or Ethereum or Bitcoin, is that a commodity or is that a currency?
4: Uh, you mentioned three different commodities or currencies, so it, it's quite hard. I mean, cer- certainly, I think Ripple could possibly be classified as a currency if it was used for payments. Um, yeah. Bitcoin is more of a, it's, I guess, I suppose as well, it's a store of value. Ethereum, not at all. Okay. Ethereum is a platform. Maybe yeah. Ether's local currency, I guess, could, it's a very fine line. Mm. I don't think, to be perfectly honest with you, you can call them either. Okay. They're not a commodity. They're an entirely new financial instrument. Yeah. It's something that money has evolved. Money has always evolved. We went from shells, to gold, to paper money, to credit cards. Yeah. And we use electronic money. If we, we could easily get rid of paper money. We mm. could. I mean, you have a bank balance. You go on, you see a number, right? Yeah. So how is it so hard to believe that you go on and you see a crypto number? <laughs> it's just a number, right? Okay. It's a lot more complicated than that. Yeah. But it, I think it's the next evolution in money. Mm. I like that because
1: I think one of the one of the biggest problems and challenges is people are still trying to figure what this thing is and you've see it when people are trying to quote let's say the price of bitcoin uh, they, they struggle to list it underneath commodities they struggle to list it under currencies i was actually interested because uh i'm zimbabwean so i tend to look at the price of u.s dollars a lot mm-hmm. and i was uh, actually quite entertained because if you type rand dollar into the google into google search right now uh, it usually brings out a currency converter and one of the options now is Bitcoin. Yeah. So it's it's making its way into the mainstream. Where can people get uh, get in touch with you or you know get so information from you?
4: Our website is speckle.co.za. Okay. Um just repeat that speckle.co.za. <laughs> we also have a Facebook page, Speckle. Yeah. You can find us there. And we also have an Instagram, Speckle. Okay. We're working on Twitter, we're not there just yet. Okay. But our Facebook page, we're quite active on that. If you ever wanna pose us questions, message us, find out anything, we respond Quite quickly, like I said, we, we really want to empower people. Mm. And the best way to do that is, is through education. So, Speckle, that's S-P-E-C- S P E C. P E C K L E. Yes. Because, <laughs> <C-O-Z-A>. <laughs> because people tend to. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: their own spellings for these things. So thank you so much. We're talking to Timothy uh, Van Royen, who is the founder and CEO of Speckle, uh, which is, as they describe, a financial uh, tech startup that specializes in all things blockchain and cryptocurrency in Africa. Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you. So that's us. Uh, we hope that you've uh, been entertained and educated about the issue of cryptocurrencies around the world on the other side of this we just round up the show keep it locked this is the business buzz more
0: justice on the business buzz
1: so on Twitter, we actually had, uh, at, uh, Kolwani and Lovu saying, because our question was, would you invest in, uh, Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency? And, uh, K- K- Kolwani and Lovu said, don't do it. The risks are now too high. And the fact that it's either backed up or, uh, that it's neither backed up or tangible means you are buying nothing. So yes, thank you so much, uh, to Kolwano for, uh, tweeting us. We hope that you can just join in our conversation. For everyone else, remember that you can find us on social media. That's uh, VALFM or Voice of Viz on Facebook. We also have our own Facebook page. That's The Business Buzz. On Twitter, we are at VALFM. Our hashtag is hashtag buzz. On WhatsApp, you can find us. That's 0840784912. And you can stream the show live. That's VALFM.co.za. Podcasts of the Business Buzz will be available after this on journalism.co.za That brings us to the end of the show. Thank you so much to everyone who was in studio with us. We had Nadia from Crypto School and together with Tim Van Royen who was from Speckle. Both of them are in the business of uh, cryptocurrency and the thing that that was uh, coming through as a common theme is that everyone is in the business of trying to educate uh, the norm Person on the street about how to invest in the markets. For myself, I think Bitcoin and the rest of the cryptocurrency markets is still evolving, and I really think that it's a market to watch. I'm actually excited about platforms like Ethereum, like what Tim was saying and what Nadir was saying. The blockchain is a very interesting technology and I actually have a number of friends that are doing a lot of research on this so you're going to see as the years go by people are going to be researching more and actually finding new and interesting use cases for blockchain technologies especially in the, in the way of smart contracts so I'm very entertained by that and I'm very interested to see where the technology goes in terms of the currencies themselves I think as Tim reiterated a number of times if you're getting into this market, you definitely need to be aware that it's volatile. And at some point you will lose money. It's not guaranteed. And something that came through from Nadia is the fact that a lot of people think that the value of Bitcoin is going to be exponential. That is just going to keep rising. And I think a lot of it comes through with the hype that was actually happening uh, from the, between December and January when we saw that high of 17000 dollars for one bitcoin on the whole i really don't think that the volatility in bitcoin is any different from any other currency it's certainly much higher but in terms of um, actual volatility you'll find that currency markets are very volatile and it's one of the and it's the one of the most volatile markets out there because you'll find that the prices are constantly changing which is why the price you can see that there'll be a different price at one there'll be a different price at 12 and these things are constantly changing because someone is trading in currencies All the time. If you're gonna get into the market, please be careful and be prepared to lose some money at some point. Otherwise, that's it for this show. Thank you so much to everyone who was listening to the show. And thank you to our executive producer that's Alna Schutz. And our technical production is done by Kotlano Serame. From our team right here at the business buzz and myself, Mr Mob Justice Gavaza, is good evening and take care.
0: Listen to the Business Buzz every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Only Only on Bauer FM. FM. Listen to the Business Buzz podcast on www.journalism.co.za.